Hi, welcome to the Relatable Runners Podcast. We're your hosts, Nikki Hensley, Whitney Young, and Amber Daywig. We are running friends who are so excited to share with you our personal background and running stories. Thank you so much for being on this journey with us. Our goal for this podcast is to inspire you by sharing the challenges we have overcome. We want to motivate you to push further and maximize your potential and encourage you to lace up your running shoes and get out there if you're a new runner, aspire to be a runner, or if it's been a while since you've hit the pavement. Although we refer to ourselves as extreme athletes, we are not professionals. We do a lot of races, we have a lot of fun, have definitely learned to laugh at ourselves, and hope to share some insight with you. We hope you find our experiences, stories, tips, training, and everyday life lessons relatable. Episode 96 of the Relatable Runners podcast. Today's podcast is one-time actions. So we're going to talk about one-time actions and how those things can create habits or completely change your day or your life, um, your month, your year, you know? Yes. And I think um, a lot of times we overthink life in general. Uh, and we'll, we'll give you a bunch of specific tips and reasons and things in our life that um, looking back, we completely and utterly uh, have fallen into doing the one-time action thing and it's changed everything, but you don't realize that really it is as simple as a one-time action. Mm-hmm. So we're going to dive into that. Before we do that though, this is my opportunity to say one shot. Yeah. My one shot. I'm not going to let the opportunity go. Oh, you know, yeah. So I was going to try to wrap some M&M, but that was just my attempt and yeah. it's over now. Yeah. So I guess we're done with that. Yeah. But this um, episode stemmed from you just recently completing, which I think we mentioned on the last episode, um, the book Atomic Habits um, by, is it James Clearer? James right? Clear. Uh-huh. Yeah. And the book, it, we're going to do this whole entire episode off of just a book review of it. But as we were going through the book, there's this one section that really stuck out and I was just like kind of skimming through it with Whitney and this and she locked in on on this and she's like "Ooh, that's good let's let's talk about that and then I was thinking about it and when I had read this part in the book I told my husband Eric about it and then you know a couple of weeks later he was like the other day or the other week whatever you said something and it really stuck with me and I've thought about it a lot and so I was like okay this is something good so let's let's elaborate on it yeah it's impactful for sure it is. So before we also get into that, though, I need to also tell the people mm-hmm. this. So Whitney and I work together. Amber, <laughs> unfortunately, Amber is, oh, just has to be in Mexico on vacation with yeah. her family. So we hate that for her. But we're here holding down the fort. But Whitney and I work together. And I don't know how I should feel about this. <laughs> but I guess I can be a, a chatty Kathy at times. Eager. Goofy, maybe. Um, but we did a personality test and it was kind of like how you work with each person in, in our office. And so mine. Oh, it was so <sighs> funny. It was our leadership interaction, leadership relationship guide is what it was called. So like the leadership of the office, it was how we all work individually with each other. And like we read me and Eric says so very on point. And, and then I realized, oh, there's more for like how each of us work together. How we too. all interact together, like one-on-one. Yes. And so we, we read it and it was funny. And then. This is the, this was, um, so my real name, Nikki's real name is Chrissy. So it calls me Chrissy in this. <laughs> it says, Whitney may feel overwhelmed by Chrissy's eagerness to have discussions. Whitney may politely seek to shorten or avoid interactions with Chrissy. <laughs> 
That is oh, it was hysterical. hilarious. So she sent that in quotes to me, like in a text, and I was laughing so hard. I had to park the car, and I was like crying. Landon was started laughing because he didn't know what I was laughing at, but I was laughing so hard because um, Chrissy may Chrissy's eagerness may overwhelm Whitney, and uh, Whitney may try to avoid conversations with her. <laughs> now this is just during this is our working relationship. And I realized after reading my interactions with everybody, that's how I am with everybody. And it makes me sound like... Like you're rude, but... Uh, particular. Yeah, I am. Um, you are a little particular. And all, reading all of mine... I'm also I, very focused when I'm at work. Very focused. Reading all of mine, I'm definitely the annoying kid yeah. in, in the <laughs> hey, office. what are you doing? Hey, what are you doing? Uh, what are we going to have for lunch on Thursday? Yeah. I know it's Monday, but I don't know. I'm actually doing something that you know, has a very tight deadline. I, I have about seven minutes to finish it. So I guess we'll talk about this on Thursday. And she's like, okay. And then, <laughs> but it was just hilarious. It is quite up. funny. And our offices are our desk. So if there was no wall, they would be butted up to each other. Like we'd face each other, but there's a wall in between us. And there's a little cutout. Cause I think our office was like from the seventies or something. Those little cutouts they used to do. And uh, Whitney will just talk. And so when she's also very focused, something people might not know about you, Whitney, is you talk to yourself Yes, when I, you're working. Me and I, if you hear me talking to myself, I'm having a staff meeting. <laughs> uh, we're going over our to-do list. We're making sure we've done things correctly. And so just disregard. Just, and it, but it's tricky because I'm like sitting in there working. I'm like, is she talking to me? Is she talking to herself? I, so I'm always like getting up and poking just my head. Just to be safe. Through. I better pop my head in and just to be safe. And she's probably like, I'm clearly busy. I'm like, I didn't know who you're talking to. <laughs> so anyways, that's just an inside of, we know that about ourselves. So I think we can not take offense to it. Yes. But just... No, we will not take offense to it, but I would say in a way it does kind of trickle over into our, just our personalities in general, where I don't feel you normally avoid me. I do feel sometimes my eagerness to jump into the next challenge or habit could overwhelm you. Yes. I feel that. And accurate. you, and it also said in there that you need to take time to by yourself think about it and then reply. Yeah. And so that is very accurate. That is very Not accurate. Not just in work, but in everything. Like I will accept what you are saying to me, but I'm gonna take it alone and I'm gonna process it and then I'll get back to you. And then I'll I get can't back give to you an immediate decision because I need to weigh all the options and, and really think about it. So it was um, very interesting. So it is. If, I don't, what was it called? Um, it is called the predictive index. So we went through a company called Sharper, but I think you can, there's probably ways to to do the test to without it, going through them. I think so. But it's called the predictive index test. So it kind of tells like your personality, which kind of goes into your habits and your choices and stuff. Cause it does explain like our habits and our, how we typically work together or work on our own or do things or what our, you know, habits are. Um, so it's a pretty cool thing if you're able to look into it or do it in your office or just like in your family or yeah, your whatever. family dynamic would be really interesting to do yeah. with this as well. I, um, so they also like label you into 16 categories yeah. and just knowing that, like, you know, yourself in right. each scenario in life, just knowing yourself better, like having others know you. Right. Better. And then that kind of goes over to like the Enneagram, like that was really interesting, mm -hmm. it, but this one, I would think it was even more specific. It's very specific, than, uh, but it was very, very cool. We digress. Anyways, we should have Amber do that and see yeah. how she, she, uh, I'll send her the relates link. to all of us. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to do it. Okay. So. Anyways, back to the one-time actions that can lock in good habits, change the trajectory of your life, your day, or eliminate bad habits. Yes. So essentially, let me give you an example. My back hurts all day long. I'm not sleeping well. I'm grumpy. What is one action I can take to fix this? 
buy a better mattress. So specifically, this is an example in the book, but that happened to me this summer, actually. So yeah. we just, and if you like these mattresses, it's fine. Um, we do, my kids all have them. They love them. Um, but we ordered just one of those mattresses that comes like in a, a box. box, you know, I don't even know what brand it was, but also I should note that me and my husband have about a 250 pound difference. He's like 400 pounds and six, eight, and I'm, you know, a measly 100, one buck 20, you know? Yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> but there is a, a significant weight difference between us. So when we just had a mattress like that, I rolled into him like all night long. I was like having to like, you had to like brace yourself to go brace to sleep. myself. And then it was awful. And then he gets so sweaty anyways. <laughs> so, uh, but we were saying at, we bought it for an Airbnb, which has ended up being our house for a very long time while we're finishing our other house. Um, so I was like, well, I don't want to spend the money. Well, we were talking about this on a long run because we're right. like, uh, it was, we were up early, obviously running a very long, I think this is still during marathon training. So yeah. we had quite a bit of miles to do that day. And you were like, I'm sorry. I'm just kind of grumpy because I have not been sleeping good. And you know, it makes such a difference. Um, and we were like, Nikki, you're not like, you can't just have bad sleep for an undetermined amount of time. Like even if it's another week or a month, like you shouldn't be sleeping bad for a month, like get a new mattress that you like that you can sleep good. So, you know, even though you're not fully settled because you know, this is not your permanent home, you're at least sleeping good. She's right. Like, okay. I can spend a little bit of money and get a mattress. And then since then you did it. We did it. Yes. Um, and I think, and we went to the store, we laid on the mattresses and we saw one that we balanced well. Um, and we did, we spent like $2,000 on it, but but you got it a was, bedroom suit and everything, like right. a full set. We got like, everything. Um, but it was honestly like the best money spent because he is sleeping so much better. I'm sleeping better. My body doesn't hurt when I wake up anymore. I'm in a better mood. It's like that one action of buying a better mattress has tremendously changed over in so many aspects of and my life. The one had like just that action changed your sleeping. But then you know, we know how important sleep is and that puts you in a better mood. That makes your runs better. That makes your work day better. Like just from making that one choice. Yes. So, so that is um, my specific one example of actually I have another one too, but <laughs> anyways, there's, there's a lot of, of these in life. What do you have any that you want to elaborate on before I kind of go into some details? Well, speaking of sleep, I was thinking of um, mine. Like I know that when I, I always say when I used to be, there was a certain time when I was very obsessive about basically everything regarding my health and my habits. And I have to do this, 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 and this. And it was on a level where it was like unhealthy because it was very obsessive. But then the other, the reason I'm like that and like I'm comfortable with extreme discipline is because I know I've been on the other end before where I am completely, you know, when I would just like had let myself go, like wasn't taking care of myself. And I know that I can slip into those habits if I'm not extremely disciplined. So right. I had kind of strayed from like going to bed at, you know, nine o'clock, like I'll scroll on my phone for a little bit or then I'll hit snooze. And like, that's not my, my comfort zone or my personality to like, you know, be dragging, like right. snoozing. Like that's not no. how I do things. And so I was like, why am I doing that? Like, I know what, how to fix this. So I, moved my phone charger across the room. So I set my phone down and plug it in, set my alarms for five o'clock when I get in the bed. So I don't even have access to my phone. And then, um, if I need, if I'm still need a few minutes to like wind down, I'll read. So maybe 10 minutes I'll read, you know, and then you're sleeping. It makes you close your eyes. Right. Um, but just from moving my phone charger across the room, I have been able to literally go to sleep immediately, stay asleep, 
get up, not snooze. Like it literally just changes everything. It was yeah. moving my phone charger. Well, you know, also in this book and in other chapters, it talks about making the bad habit, which in this case would be scrolling on your phone, which staying up too late staying and then up. you'll snooze and then you won't do a morning workout and then you're grumpy that day. I mean, it just, it trickles. Yeah, it trickles. So the bad habit, the core bad habit there is scrolling on your phone too late, not having the discipline, which I think we all lack in the, uh, technology department really yeah. um to put it away so that that's the bad habit make that unattractive and hard mm-hmm. so it is i'm not going to get up out of the bed and go across the room to scroll on my phone and stand up right. while i'm like trying to go to sleep and make the easy habit or the, i'm sorry the good habit easier so if the good habit you're wanting to do is to fall asleep easier or fall asleep quicker or, you know um have a more restful night's sleep Put your phone across the room. So the good habit, which is sleeping, is easier. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it's so easy and it's science. Like It's so silly. And then getting up at, I've had no issue getting up at 5 o'clock on the dot. I've actually, in fact, woke up, woken up at like 4.57, 4.58, excited. Like, oh, is it time for me to get up yet? And I have to get up and go turn my alarms off. And so then I'm obviously not going to snooze and get back in the bed because I've just done right the hard part of getting out of the bed. So, yes. And I guess everything in life, like all aspects and all areas of our life can be like this, you know, so just reading directly from Mr. James Clearer here, he says, so here is just kind of a list. So one-time actions that can lock in good habits. So with your nutrition, buy a water filter to clean your drinking water or use smaller plates to eat off of. Like all you have to do is buy smaller plates and you'll probably eat a little bit less. Uh, Set up a meal delivery system. If you struggle with meal prep, Pay someone to do it for you. Mm-hmm. And that problem is taken care of. And then sleep, because like we said, it affects everything. Buy a better mattress. Get blackout curtains. Remove the television from your bedroom. You did that this when you moved yeah, here, Yeah, when we right? moved, we didn't even put a TV in our bedroom, and we haven't even missed it. Like, I need some artwork or something up there still, but um, it just doesn't even cross my mind to watch TV before bed right. because we just don't have it in the room. Okay, so then it goes into productivity. Unsubscribe from emails that recently my husband spent like 30 bucks on this program that like went through his email and got rid of all of his spam and all of his like uh, cells and stuff that came through on his email. And that was, I mean, even though he probably never read those messages, just saying, oh, I only have five messages instead of 250. Yeah. And you wake up as, you know, much, much, much more relaxing really yeah. uh what else was it set your phone to silent use email filters like i just said uh-huh. uh delete games or social media apps on your phone i recently have done that uh-huh. i have i have it downloaded now but i just needed I need you to have a break instagram for um for relatable, for relatable purposes. Runner purposes but yes and i don't have i deleted the facebook app a long time ago too and i don't have it so if i i mean i still get on i'll i have i'll pull up the tab and like i want to right look at someone's birthday or just browse or whatever but i'm not it's not, it's not easy. as easy to just click on the app and start scrolling. Correct. Yes. So that is part of what it says. Make the bad habit hard mm-hmm. and make the easy habit easy. So I guess it, habit easy. it comes down to if you are struggling with something or, you know, you're probably aware if there's something in your life that feels a little harder than it should. Or like, if I could sleep good, maybe I would be able to work out in the morning. Maybe I'd feel better at work. Maybe I'd be more clear headed. It's, it's getting to the core and finding out what the bad habit is or what the thing is that is, you know, kind of staggering you in the wrong direction and pinpoint that and see what action you can take. It's very simple actually when you think about it. So I know I had, when I had my, um, you know, just with your body, when my leg was fractured, I had a a stress fracture on it from running so much 
butt run is great for you. But I did have a stretch rack. I was running heavier too, much, much, much heavier. I don't know if that played a part in it, but having that happen, I was like, if I'm going to take running serious, I need to take care of yourself. Take not, care it's of not it. about just overtraining and seeing how much you can run. You have to do it the right way. Right. You will get hurt. Yeah. yeah. So I, um, you know, but from my shin being broken my hip hurt I was like every single night I was like throwing up I was in so much pain it was awful and my marriage was awful then that was a horrible time in my life um but yes yeah, so we were on the other side of that now but I um your legs are healed and everything legs are healed and then I figured out and I was going to the chiropractor we didn't know what was going on and then finally I was like something is off here and I went and I got an MRI and I was like oh this is it was my leg my leg was broken that's why I was walking. Oh, my fun. leg's broken. Oh, okay. Oh, this makes sense now. <laughs> so like finding out what the core issue was and then fixing it, like I stopped throwing up, up, you know, throwing up at night from the pain and I was walking straight and it healed and I'm fine now, you know? Um, so finding the core issue to the reasons and fixing that core issue will probably have, you know, the effects, the, the ripple effects that will help you in everything. Yes. Also, it says that if you want help with your happiness, you should get a dog. And I agree with this. Or a cat. Whitney says a dog. Dog. I I agree 100% with that. Yes. And actually, if you were in the Nashville area, there is a website that Whitney is currently obsessed with. Or not a website. A social media Yeah, platform. I have a page too, but it's Wags and Walks. It's a um, adoption and like foster agency. So they it's Wags and Walks Nashville is their Instagram name. So if you are in the market for a new pup and you're in the Nashville or surrounding areas, I'm sure you could get one, get access to any of the dogs or anything if you're farther out, but they post like their pictures, their profile, like how they're doing with their foster family, their whole personality, how they think they would be with, um, you know, kids or other dogs or what the perfect home would be for them. Um, so I just look at it every day and just you do look at it and you're like, send them, I like, I literally like assess the dog and their personality. Think of who that dog would be a good fit for and then send it directly to them. Um, you did good yesterday. I think you're going to get that black lab adopted. Yep. So we're working <laughs> on that, but, um, happiness is created by it is. dogs for sure. So happiness also comes from caffeine and Ooh, I yes. have wanted to do a whole entire podcast episode on this, but I do not think I have enough content yet to do it. So I'm going to, if you allow me, I'm going to slip in my little mini episode on caffeine right now. Let's do it. Okay. So I listened to this podcast the other day on caffeine and athletes because you always hear almost like it's bad, like you don't want to do it. And I do know that sometimes my bowels can um, be aware that I've taken quite a bit of caffeine before a run. Caffeine is definitely one of our daily habits. Oh, it is a big time daily habit and for me. Everything, you know, can be good in moderation. Yes. Um, but it does have proven... It does for athletic performance. Yes. So actually they have found that, and I will, I can find this, I can speak to this being true that if you have caffeine two there's like a science to it, like two milligrams per pound or something. That's, Whereas it's like amino or coffee. Right. So in a cup of amino usually has a hundred milligrams. And I think that's about the same as one, an eight ounce cup of coffee has eight milligrams or has 100 milligrams of caffeine in it. So I have found that if I have that about 30 minutes before I start my workout. I have more energy going into it. I'm more alert. I perform better. Um, and that actually is backed up by research. It is. Um, and I have also found that a lot of times if I haven't had my coffee on the front end of my morning and I'm a lot you can't of, keep up, can't catch can't up, keep up until that caffeine actually starts to kick in. Sometimes yeah. like I'll start my run and I'll walk for a minute and finish like my amino or something. And I'll notice it's like 20 ish minutes before I'm like, okay, I'm alive. We can do this. All right, let's do it. And it makes your um, 
you know, it does help your performance and um, help you focus. It just wakes up your central nervous system. So the reason, like Nikki said, 30 minutes prior to a workout, you don't want to like slam a cup of coffee and then get out the door and run. That's not going to be good. Um, but if you have, um, you know, your coffee or your caffeine or whatever before it has time to digest and then also get into your system. And then when it's time for you to do the workout or get out and do the run, you're alert and you're ready. Um, and, it, and you're awake. It says even like if you're doing like strength training, that it could increase muscular strength, endurance, and power. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Like you could, coffee can make you stronger. Yeah, it's, it's a proven fact. Google says so. Google says so. <laughs> and one um, habit that I would like to stem off of this that I personally have and that um, I believe you're, you've been working on as well um, and our other friend is water. Water consumption. Coffee. Yes. So you, you all know our water consumption and how seriously we take that. Um, it's almost as serious as our caffeine and coffee <laughs> consumption. Like it's a daily thing. Both are daily items in our life. There's but a lot of liquid going in and there's out. There's a lot of liquid. All day long. All day long. Um, but, and I, I just do this because, you know, you think about if you wake up, your body's been asleep. If the first thing you put in your body is caffeine, like your insides are like, what in the world is going on? Like that can't be good for your stomach and that kind of thing. So I always, I don't even know how long I've been doing this forever, but always have water first. Like I will usually keep a bottle of water on my nightstand. As soon as I wake up, I will drink water first thing. It's the first thing I put in my body. And now I have an anchored habit where I have my coffee every morning, but I have to have water first. So I drink my water and then coffee. So I also listened to a podcast about this recently that Nikki and I and our um, friend Griff were talking about. It's like your body needs to wake up and balance your serotonin levels because it said mixing like caffeine with um, your serotonin that, you know, your sleep, um, it's kind of like counterproductive because it's being all used up just to wake you up and then you don't actually get the effect. So it's like, let your body balance out, drink your water, and then it's ready for caffeine. So that's kind of a habit I've created. Essentially, like if you had your coffee first thing, your natural ability is going to be done by the caffeine. Whereas if you waited, your natural ability will naturally do what it does. And then you'll level up from there. It'll be elevated by caffeine. That's exactly what I was trying to say. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and that also ties into what the book says. So like if you are trying to start a new habit, you tie it in with an existing habit. So yes. your existing habit was to drink your coffee in the morning. Mm-hmm. The new habit was to drink water. Drink first. water. So what you would do, you'd anchor them together. So after I, or before, whatever, but this is after, after I current habit, which would be drink coffee, I will drink my water. Or it said, you know, another one here, it's a for marriage. After I get into bed at night, which is the habit and the new habit, I will say goodnight to my partner and give them a kiss. That's the new habit. Like you're trying to do like, you can apply just a little thing, a little thing, anchor what you already do to something you want to do. Yes, because then it will be easier. And I've heard this also with like brushing your teeth. If you always get up and brush your teeth in the morning and there's a new habit that you also want to do in the morning, anchor it to when I brush my teeth, I also say my gratitude, say my gratitude or wash my face or whatever you're trying to improve on. Um, Because then it's just easier for it to stick. And that's goes back to the 
whole thing of one action, you know, can change and create a habit. But if you already have an existing habit, it just sticks much easier. And then you just kind of roll with it. And then before you know it, you're like, oh my gosh, look at all these good habits I've created. And they say that if you, in the book, it said, like, it's not how long you do the habit for, like running. The amount of time. Yeah. It's not the amount of time you do it for. Like, okay, I'm going to go run 21 miles. It's going to take me 17 hours. Like that really doesn't matter because that counts as one run. It's how many times have you done that specific habit? I wake up and I run every single day or five times a week. Like that is how you ingrain the habit. It's not doing one thing for a long time. It's doing one thing. How many times have you done it? Yes. And this also brings me to one more thing before we wrap up. I just recently started um, the miracle morning. Ooh, yes. It's by Hal Elrod. Um, Look up his story. He's really awesome. He's been on several podcasts like Ed Milet and some um, cool podcasts and stuff that we listen to. But basically he um, created this morning routine uh, with, you know, quiet time, gratitude. Um, It's called Life Savers. So the SAVERS is the acronym that stands for silence. You start with silence. A is affirmations. V is visualization, E is exercise, R is reading, and S is scribing or journaling. So I've been doing that, getting up at five, having that quiet time. I have a little yoga mat set out in the living room with my book and my journal. um, And it just creates all these good habits at once. But with that being exercise included in there, um, I've been doing this every morning. And sometimes I I say every morning for four days. I'm on day four. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but, but you have done it consistently it's for four consistent days. And what brought me to this was like the exercise a couple of times this week, I've had to, I knew I had bar class later in the evening. I'm going to get my actual workout or we're going to run um, in an hour. But as far as this routine, I'm creating the routine and the habit of exercising every morning, even just for a minute. He said, even if you're doing 10 jumping jacks to get your blood flowing and get your mind right. Um, so there's been one or two times where, I have, like, I went on the treadmill and I had 10 minutes. I set it for 10 minutes and walked on incline, like put on my workout clothes and went out there knowing I, knowing I wasn't actually getting a real workout, but I did it for the habit creation um, just to consistently keep doing it, keep doing it, knowing I'm going to get my actual workout later, but just to stay in this habit and do it consistently time and time again. Well, you know, something else that the book had said, it's, um, and I might've actually said this in another podcast before, cause this also really hit me, but if you do something twice, it's a habit. If you, and that can go from, if I work out two days in a row, my habit is now working out after work. That's, or, what, I do. You know, yeah. that's what I do. But if you miss your habit two days in a row, that then is your new habit. Yeah. I don't work out actually. I didn't I work out for two days. Oh, well, it's easier to, well, I guess I didn't work out for two days. What's one more day. And then it, Snowballs. Yeah. And it trickle effects into everything. So I, and I've told myself that multiple times I'm doing, I currently in a, doing the hard 75 right now, because as you know, I love it very much. And I think everyone should at least try it. Um, but, uh, I am tracking my food and I like forgot to track breakfast and then feel like I could go back and remember what I ate. Then I realized I hadn't tracked my lunch either. And I was like, okay, this is my new habit. Not, not tracking my meals. And if I'm going to stay on track, I need to stop right now do that. Okay. Back on track with my habits. And then move forward. Yes. So if there is a habit that you're trying to change or create, take a second, pause, reflect, see how you can change it. Cause it could be as simple as making one little change, taking one little action. Um, and that could change yeah. your trajectory. Like just so. buying the new mattress. 
change everything. Long run recap. This week's long run was supposed to be eight miles, but it ended up being 10 uh, because of a wrong turn, but it ended up being a blessing in disguise. It was definitely a blessing. So Amber, as we mentioned, is on vacation. So she was gone last weekend um, as well. That's when she left. So Nikki and I, um, we we normally meet in the middle, um, but we were like, well, let's just run out the front door because we're not meeting Amber. Um, we can just kind of explore over here by the lake. And um, so that's what we did. We ran out the front door and you had gone this way with the neighbor before. Yeah. I think, and I had never gone this way. I usually gone. just do like the six mile route. Right. This was a, a 10 mile route, apparently. Um, <laughs> we we're like, let's do eight miles. Let's okay. do eight miles. Perfect. Another great, the greatest route ever, I said. Um, so we did it. And well, I have done it without her. So I don't understand why. I don't know. I guess it had been a while and I was running in the summer and this the early fall back there. And it looks much different. Right. Like yeah. there's no leaves or anymore. And so maybe that's what it was. I don't know. But we get out there and you can start to see the lake. So our lake here has like all these peninsulas and little fingers off. Like there's so many like just little jet outs of land. Like little lake. coves and little. um Yeah. Uh, what are they called? Hollers? I don't know. But there's, and there's like a lot of times they'll build neighborhoods on them. So you run down a road and you can see like water in front of you and on both sides. It's so, so pretty. And so there's this one area down there that there's just a whole bunch of them. So we went that way and there's this one spot, but these braces, guess what? I'm almost <laughs> done with them though. They come off in like a month. But there's this one spot specifically where you are they not me because I don't have an airplane but I guess it's like an airplane hanger on the water and it's kind of like open and pretty and it's just it's, it's gorgeous so cool to run by yes so I was like okay I'm gonna take Whitney down there but of course we went the wrong way but it was really pretty but there were so many cool houses to look at and yeah. so many hills to run up oh it was so hilly but I loved it because I know I knew exactly where we were like from the water perspective I remember like being in the water like I know this bridge that we're by and I can remember like being in the boat and seeing these houses from the water so then being on the road and being able to actually see the houses and how big they are and like how like cool. seeing them from the front like yeah. the presentation side essentially. we loved it and then she was like uh i don't think this is the street we were supposed to turn down so we ended up adding two miles by exploring another street but we actually stopped and like got google map out and like looked at it and we're like okay i think we and we we knew we weren't too far away from home like we we're still a safe distance to run back so we weren't like sweating but we yeah. were like We've okay. added two miles, we're, but we're just going to keep going. <laughs> what can we do? But we got to explore more. Um, and going out that way, it was the whole neighborhood. It's called like Highland Ridge or something. It's on the top of a ridge. And so it is, you're on the top and you can see water in all directions, like Nikki said, but it is hilly. We had like, how, how many flights I of stairs? I had 85 flights of stairs by the time we were done. And I could, I could feel it. Yeah. And there were several times. I was proud of us though. We'll note this. Um, although we did more mileage than we set out to do um towards the end there was a, a lot of points where I think we were both like we wanted to stop but we were actually running pretty fast yeah we were and we did not stop or walk or anything like that we only walked for our fuel and although it was very hilly there's one hill that was basically straight up like you there's no way you could run it would be a walk pace right um so we took that with a vengeance um big stride walk but the rest of the time we just pushed through and then we found ourselves at the end feeling good. Like that's how we need to incorporate speed work because there were several times where it was really hilly and we could have stopped and we just kept going. And we actually were like 
going faster than we normally even would. Right. Um, and it was kind of good too, because you, I, I very much enjoy our long runs, but we, you know, we mosey a little bit. We, we fully enjoy it. And I felt like we still enjoyed this one, but we were, it was a little bit later too. I wonder if that we ran at like seven uh-huh. versus like five thirty. Maybe that was it. It was fully daylight. Also, I do think I've noticed this too running out here specifically. There's a lot of rocks in the road and the uphill and there's not much shoulder. So you have to be very you have to be focused. Constantly focused on your surroundings yeah. and your foot strikes and stuff. So you don't trip over the rock or get ran over. Um and there were no there's no traffic. It was sunny out because you know in the winter time we're running in the dark in the morning or the dark at night. So we it was, everything was vis- vis- bleh, visible. visible. Uh-huh. I wonder if that had a, a an effect on it. That's a good point. So we're able to focus and yeah, we could focus on our pace and not our, you know, not dying. Yeah, not like face planning on something. So it was really good. It was really fun. I'm very excited that we that you took me out there. And I, I need to take, I'm going to take in this weekend okay. and drive out there yes. and see it. Because it is so pretty. And there's so many awesome houses. And like, oh, I loved it. And just now, being on the water and being able to just run out the front door and go see it all is yes, amazing. And the leaves are all off the trees. Like you could fully see all the water. Yes. Um. Now, I was embarrassingly sore the next day. Yes, I was sore as well. So we need to work on that and do that more often because I don't feel we should be that sore after a long run. But it was very hilly. It was we were, hilly. We were pushing it. And um, those remember those dogs? We saw these two dogs and they were, they came um, like running after us. And then one of them, there was a third dog that was like chained up, like not in a bad way. Like he was on a, a runner. He was just in his front yard. And these other two dogs had on um Oh, the little collars, like if you have an invisible fence yes. or something, it would shock them if they try to cross it. And we're like, that's weird. They have it and he doesn't. And then we discovered later, like the end of our run, they were coming home. Like they had gone to visit their friend who was not able to get out of the yard. And Correct. they came home. It was hilarious. They, to just, see. they said, they were just like trotting back. We're just going to walk this invisible fence real quick, go yeah. visit our friends in the neighborhood. And they were, you know, something a lot of people, I think, Thankfully, we've never really had a bad dog experience on a run, um, but there's a lot because of dogs. we know how to handle correct it, and we're so, like, comfortable with dogs. Maybe an important tip would be: so I am the the stomper. Uh-huh. Uh, so if we ever feel threatened or dog barking at us, or, or even if they're us, just following us, too far, or even we don't want them to be out right. of their yard, you know. Right. Um, I will turn around, and you don't want to be mean to a dog, of course, but this could like save their life essentially. Yes, yeah. you know, so they're not running People out in the run road over. with you. Um, I will turn around and stomp at it. Kind of like, like come at me, bro. Like a really big. And yeah. And you know, I, I've never, like I have a rot roller and I don't know if I saw a rot roller out, if I would like stomp at him. I, I don't know. But this one was a boxer and we stomped mm-hmm. at him and he, he He's left like, us alone okay. and kind of went Sorry. and did his own thing. Uh, so just turn around and like, let them know that, you know, they're there. And I always stomp and they're like, Oh, this, this girl's crazy. Okay, okay. I'm gonna go home. I'll turn around. I now. don't mess with her. But it could help them. Like, you don't want them to be used to running out in the road or getting away from home. So it could help them, you know, not Correct. run over or something, but also could also save you from getting yeah. bit if they were aggressive. Right, right, right. So anyway, it was a good long run. Um, lots of good scenery. Good. And lot lot of friends, this weekend we'll all be together. A lot of hills and Amber will be back this weekend. Hope she's ready for it. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Relatable Runners Podcast and subscribe, leave us a review and reach out. We love feedback. We hope you find our experiences, stories, tips, training, and everyday life lessons. Relatable. Relatable.